What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline. I'm excited today for this episode. I'm hyped. The Last Dance, two episodes in deep. You know we're talking about it. And I brought back a special co-host, Mr. Demario Jackson. How are you doing, my friend? It's been been some time since we've talked on the podcast here. Yo, I am so happy. Like, The Last Dance was everything I wanted and more. Like, I just was, as a present-day basketball fan, all of those back-in-my-day guys, all those, LeBron can't survive in the 80s. Kevin Durant can't survive in the if you put 2011 Derrick Rose in the 80s, he's averaging 70 points and he's winning a ring. Like, do you, you see how slow those guys are playing when Mike was playing against Milwaukee? Like, man, look, 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 bro. It was like, don't get me wrong, Mike, uh, an animal, a straight beast. He can survive in any era. But those other dudes, straight up truck drivers, bro. Like, it was. Can you imagine Westbrook versus any of those? Like, 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 like dead serious, dead serious. Like, not like no biasness. Like, I hear people all the day. Man, LeBron can't survive the physicality in the East. He's six eight, two seventy. Those do- what? Pippen was six eight, two ten. Like what? Like man, get me, man. <laughs> I, I literally sat back. I watched this with a smile on my face because all those people that were back in my day, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. It's just like. Well, I mean, yeah, you're you're definitely coming up hot, you know. Definitely hot, hot, hot. yeah. You're coming in hot there, D. Uh, I mean, first of all, foremost, uh, how, how are you doing these times without sports, dude? I am struggling. I'm I'm not well. I won't even lie. It's super crazy because, you know, I live here in LA. It's always beautiful weather. There's always sporting events. There's always music festivals. And I understand. I'm team stay your ass home. I'm team wash your hands wash your ass, don't eat bats, whatever. With saying that, you really don't realize, but like, I know sports is a big part of my life, but I'm just like, dude, we have no fantasy. I have no baseball. We didn't have March Madness. I like NFL draft is going to be drafted from the computer. Um, The only good thing is that I've been able to catch up and watch a lot of these classic NBA games from like the last million years of the NBA. That's been really cool just to kind of, you know, see those games and see how Twitter reacts and seeing how a lot of friends and stuff. But man, it sucks. It's really depressing. I will not lie. Sports is a big part of, you know, my life, your life. And, you know, that's actually how we met, you know, via MySpace. Shout out to, you know, shout out to MySpace. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm like very sad. I really, I'm just like, I don't think that I, like, what would I do? I might start selling drugs or something. I don't know. I got to get a hobby, bro. I got to get a hobby. Like no sports, no bars, no festivals, no strip clubs. Like, what? Shout out to Marcus. Like, what am I? I don't know what to do. Like, I've been reading a lot, which is good. I'm, like, super healthier. I 
haven't had fast food all year. I've been uh, drinking That's a lot good. of water. So, yeah, I guess I'm – but, yeah, man, I've been, you know, whoo, it's, it's tough. It's very tough. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're the, this is the first time you've been on since sports has been canceled. People have heard my spiel before, but I agree with you. And, and you know, it, this is one of the good opportunities um, to really get back and look at some of these old games. Like, hell, even from, like, I'll say it again, the 2016 finals is watching everything leading up to the block, leading up to Kyrie shot, like, the hustle and grip from Tristan Thompson. Like, yo, like, holy shit. Like, that, that stuff is still impressive to me. And then now we're getting to see a little bit more older games with the whole Michael Jordan situation going on. But, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm on the same page with you. And uh, it's it's really depressing. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, what, what were you kind of doing to make up for the lack of activities but, man uh, you know what uh, i've been reading more um you know i started cooking at the beginning of the year my buddies and i we all put like a monthly challenge every month to kind of work on certain things that we might not be strong about or whatnot and everybody knows like i like i'm i've never been a reader i've never really been like a big reader like i've been like oh whatever i bought no lie this is going to sound very la but i buy dope books just to have like, you know, on like my a living room table, just for when friends come over, they're like, wow, you're eclectic, but I really don't read. So this year I was like, cool, let me start reading. Boom. Right. Let me start cooking. Boom. Let me get up my wine collection. So it's actually <laughs> been kind of fun to, you know, read. I'm learning a lot more about myself, about like the reason why I am, like the reason why I am, um, what else, drinking a lot of wine uh, and going crazy. Like I just moved into a new spot in West Hollywood and it's by like everything, like Melrose, Fairfax, and the streets are like empty. Like I'm talking about, it's just, it, it's very eerie. It's a very it weird time. Like we are living in history. Like right now, every single day we wake up, we are living like in 20, 30 years when like Colin is asking you like, dad, tell me about 2020. And you're like, well, like, you know, we, you know, <laughs> didn't have a first birthday for you. We couldn't yeah. do that. It's heartbreaking. Like these are things that, you know, a lot of my friends that have children are like, you know, you're missing out on those like key, key moments, uh, you know, for family and friends. And it's just it, it, it's nuts because I feel like every day, like Denzel has that good quote about if you watch the news, and if you don't watch it. And it's just like one day they're like, hey, don't wear this. It doesn't matter. Then the next day you got to wear it. And the next day the disease or, or like the virus can't survive in hot temperature. And tomorrow it can survive. It can. It's just people are just throwing out whatever and everybody just wants to report it and nobody really cares about getting it right. Like all I see is fake news. Shout out to Trump every single day. All I see is fake news every, it's just like, and you don't even know if it's correct or accurate. Like nothing sucks. Cause like, I mean like, you know, nothing's worse than me. Cause like I'll see something on Twitter and then I'll Google it. And then I look for like 140 sources to just to make sure that I can post it in the group chat. Otherwise I'm like, <laughs> you know, it makes no sense. like, man, like, What's going on? It's you funny you say that. I do the same thing. I mean, but you have to. It's just uh, fact checking yourself. It's like any. It takes literally two seconds of shit. Not even, man. You you know how fast it takes to literally hit copy on an iPhone and hit paste. Gabe wouldn't know yeah. about that, but um, you know, <laughs> you sit there, you do it really fast, and it's like, holy shit! You know, I just shared something to a group of ten ten other men, and it's like, it's actually incorrect. It's that quick that's that you can spread. Part. Yeah, that's the worst part. You can or, really spread some or, fake shit really fast. Or these 5G tower, you know, like, it's like motherfuckers like Little Boosie are posting all this garbage, right? And then other people share it, other people share it, other people share it. And then little do you know, it's like, this has been shared a million times. And it's just, 
100 percent just not true. So you have a combination of just like the news. You got random pyramid scheme homies that are sharing stuff. You got the Facebook mom group. What that is are wrong with stuff. people, man? No, it's just like, man, what's going? And everybody has like, uh, like, uh, uh, do you remember like a few weeks ago when everybody had a cousin at like, you know, in the White House? Oh, my cousin's uncle's dad works in the White. No, you don't, bro. I've known you for twenty two years. Like, you don't even have family. Like, what are you like? How now? All of a sudden, we all have important you know mothers and sisters and, oh my cousin's dad's dog's aunt's brother told me that no you're lying shut up just be quiet yeah i mean on, and on a real note you know based on like the my lot of work is that i mean there's there's nurses out there that are at a point of exhaustion they're tired of this they don't want to be around it they, some of them have underlying conditions and can't really work around these like you know covid units it's real like it's not fake stuff it's people that are you know i've known a couple people that have passed indirectly because finding out today, actually, that somebody, you know, technically it's a former coworker of mine that passed because of it. It's, it's crazy, man. Like, this stuff is real. Like people are, yeah. I, they're kind of, we were all like kind of reaching that point. Like, cause I saw some posts on Facebook where people were like, you know, they're just tired of like being indoors. They just got to kind of get out. But like you get out and it's just, where are you going to go? Target, grocery store. And that's it. <laughs> that's really where you can go. Yeah. You can't really go anywhere else. I and mean, here in Florida, at least the parks locally have been closed down. You know, like the park parks, like to walk and, you know, go walk your dog or something or have a stroll with your kid. Like th- those type of parks, not Disney. But, you know, it's it's wild, man. It, it is wild times. But um, I-, I wanted to throw this out there. And it's just just for shits and giggles is that my conspiracy theory is that Michael Jordan created the coronavirus so everybody could sit down and pay attention to his damn documentary. Yep. That's the ultimate it. conspiracy I'm going to believe in. Michael Jordan said it. Think about this. LeBron James was, about, looked like, was looking like he's about to go to the NBA Finals with, with a very strong chance of winning again. And <laughs> we're going to put the world on pause real quick so we can watch my documentary, All Eyes on Me. You know what? <laughs> There's two things that I'm like very, very – I'm upset because, you know, as a LeBron fan, like I for sure – here's the thing. You're 18, you just don't know. He was playing at a high right now. And you and here's the thing is Anthony Davis, you know, a free agent. He might, he may or may not. So as a LeBron guy, I'm like heartbroken. Number two, I'm yeah. not sure if it's like correct or not, so don't quote me, but I can see it being 100 percent true. Here's the thing with Mike. Like we all know University of Claim, you know, like you know, the greatest basketball player of all time. With saying that, like I said in our group chat, these new kids that are coming up, they're OGs for Kobe. Ron, Steph, Katie. So there's a report that Ramona Shelburne or somebody has said that I guess these videos has been sitting in a vault for 20 plus years. And the day that LeBron won in 2016, what a lot of people said, that's where he surpassed Michael. Like, you know, a lot of people said that, like, you know, that championship was like the, you know, I might not have six, but it is what it is. And I guess that day he, you know, told the director and producer that he wanted to put it out. And I'm not sure if that's true, but I can see that being true. And I'm going to ride with that. That's my thing. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. And as you said, but uh, just a little bit of history about it, because I, I really wasn't aware. Like I kind of just like ignore it. When they first initially announced that they would show it this summer, I, you know, you know, me being LeBron fan, I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, they'll just show it, whatever. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll, I'm sure they'll release it on Netflix or something and I'll, I'll get to it or ESPN plus, And I'll, I'll find a way to watch it in the summertime. Right. I, I want to focus on the playoffs. So, I go back and I'm like, well, how the hell are we having unfoot, uh, unseed footage? So what happened was back in the day, uh, that year was, uh, and do you know the story, uh, D, where um, yeah. who was the head of the uh, NBA, NBA uh, head of entertainment of M- for the NBA at the time? It was Adam Silver. 
Oh, wow. So it was Adam Silver, and Adam Silver said, uh, he was approached to, to, you know, as the head, and um, he was approached, and they said, yeah, let's do it. So um, you know, Adam was like, wow, you know, uh, we really don't have anything to really capture his career. Let's just do it. And then, uh, you know, obviously, for those of you who know, they're sports. Adam Silver is now the commissioner. Uh, there was an NBA entertainment producer named Andy Thompson um, where he pitched it to Silver. That's Clay Thompson's uncle. Exactly. Look, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. this is all, like, this is the mind-blowing part about it. This The ties is crazy. So it's, like, the perfect, like, time that this is being released. And then, so he says, you know what? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So, you know, you obviously, if you want to do this, you have to convince the coaching staff. You have to convince the organization. My, and, and, of course, Michael Jordan. I mean, to me, that's, like, intimidating to approach Michael and say, hey, we want to film the season. We want everything behind the scenes. We want exclusive access. So the first thing they did was Phil Jackson agreed under the stipulation that he could wave away the camera crew when he asked for it, which is reasonable. And then Michael's stipulation was that Michael would have to agree to whatever, whenever they would want to produce this, he would have to agree to, to do it as well. If they didn't come to terms on it, it would literally sit in a vault and he would just have, have it as extra tape to maybe as a joke to show his grandkids. Like that's the story of how, how we got here today. And then I guess, you know, if, the, if we believe in that 2016 report or of, you know, in 2016 that it happened, he was like, nah, we got to put this out like ASAP. <laughs> then you know, I, that's you how know, it the came reason about. Why, and you know, you know me, I love Mike. Mike's the GOAT. But with saying that, Mike is still like, you, you know, like when I see like these new young players coming up, like Nicole Anthony's and like, you know, Mellow Ball and all these guys, like their OGs are Kobe, LeBron, and Steph. Like we, yeah. Like, like you know we love mike i love mike i'm you know i'm an 86 baby so i got a chance to watch mike uh you know in like the you know like the mid 90s and you know to like you know 98 when he retired and i remember a lot of it but for the most part my ogs in the league are more of kobe kg you know tim duncan and Shaq. more that era like the early 2000s jason kidd so i think that with every single era that gets you know further and further like, I'm pretty sure in 10 years, the kids won't even like Magic. What? Isaiah Thomas? Bird? Like, huh? Those kids. So I think that Mike is it's really smart, smart marketing to, you know, put this out right now. And like, even for me last night when I was watching it, Mike was a dog, bro. Like, just like a straight dog and was had the fear of God from day one. Like, that's like the like the he had OGs and so many great players with rings already saying he's the best basketball player I've ever seen. Like that's nuts. Yeah. I, and I mean, it, it, I, I don't, I always like to, you know, it, it's Kobe. Kobe comes to mind, dude. Like it, I, I hate to say it. I, I just gotta say it. I mean, people wouldn't like it, but it's just like to, to follow up. It, it, he, Kobe was really the closest thing and, and it was next in line. And it really sort of, you know, was the little brother to Mike. Like yeah. Kobe literally came in and was like, yo, like I want to be better than Mike and <laughs> I'm going to come and kick everyone's ass. And he, but he backed it up. Like that's the point of like what we try to get across today is like, there's so much trash talk in this league and you, you know, cause you know, you know, Mike, we, I've seen Kobe, I've seen part of end of Mike's career. And now, you know, we getting to see these other guys start to start to talk trash. Cause Draymond Green and they don't back it up, bro. It's, it's incredible. Like we, we're not preaching this because we just like to, it's just because We've been through an era where we've seen some, some greats like talk some shit, and they came and backed it up and just be great. Like, I don't know. It, it just it's really it was really scary. Like that when he said that, you know, like he when he came in, like the, the part where that he was drafted, it was just really kind of like, like damn, like 
it, it reminded me a little bit of like the old because the Kobe stuff is fresh in my mind still. So you hear like Kobe went, you see the the clips of '96, you know, where he's in the gyms and stuff, and he's interviewing, and he's like this got this badass swag in high school, and he's like, yeah, you know, I want to be great. And you you look at Mike, you're like, dude, this this guy really wanted to be like Mike and then be better than Mike. Like that's it's a mentality that's there, but not everybody fulfills that mentality. So I think that was cool to see, man. But that was really dope because I think wild. that a lot of people, like I always say, and from day one. Braun was never like Mike or Kobe. He he's not. He he's not that. He's he more yeah, mad. He wasn't. I mean, he's not that. He's not that person. So that's why I never got like the, like you know. I just never like. We never compare Greek Freak to Kobe or to Mike. Never, never, because it's just it's just stupid. And like we always try to hold that. And I'm like, they're totally different players. Like Mike, Mike and Kobe are like literally like. 1A, 1B, the same human, the same way they think, the same way they alienated themselves away from personality. Like, you remember last night when the guy was like, give me a hug, give me a hug. And he's just like, no, like, why are you looking at me? (laughs) Like, you know, it's just a very, like, uh, you know, and that's the opposite of LeBron. If anything, LeBron is the opposite of, the opposite spectrum of, you know, Mike and Kobe. So I always would get upset. And I'm like, are you guys, do you guys not watch it? Do you guys not understand like what's going on? Like, why is like, what is going on? Why are we comparing these two? It's like comparing Randy Moss to Tom Brady. Like, right. Totally different position. Like, and, and, what are, it's not like we're, and when you look at the Kobe Jordan, it's, you know, it was a debate at one point, but it's not like we're saying like, Hey, like, you know, Kobe is better than, than, than Mike. Yeah. He, he came in. Was, it, it's just a fact of like, it, it's the whole personality thing. Cause like you and I agree that LeBron does and says some corny things. LeBron's oh, yeah. openly a family man more than Jordan has ever been in, in the public light. And so, you know, there's differences in their personality, which is fine because at the end of the day, when they get on the basketball court, at the end of the day, they're still one of the undisputed, like, best players on the court. Like, they're always, they always have been. Like, it's just, you know, in their era, respectively. So you can't argue that. Like, they are undisputedly the best players at their, you know, in the game at certain points in their careers, you know, and LeBron still looking like that at this age, right? You want to know one of my favorite things from last night? For years, I've heard from people, oh, LeBron has friends, and Mike was this, and Mike was a dog, and Mike didn't have friends. And before a playoff game against the Boston Celtics. On that shocked April, me. I didn't know that. 1986, he was out golfing with Danny Ainge, one of his close friends. Like, you hear these stories of like from like weirdos like Skip Bayless that don't who who don't even know LeBron. Oh, LeBron went out to eat with his best friend Dwayne Wade last night. That's the reason why. That's the reason why LeBron's soft. And now all those debunk people. Now that you know, oh, AAU is making people soft. And but then you see the guy who we hold as number one as the biggest bully and bulldog of them all. We see that he was out before a playoff game. Here's the thing. One thing that the Bulls benefited from in the 80s versus now is that the media was totally different. Like, yeah, agreed. man, like there were things that I found out last night that I just didn't know that weren't even Google. Like, you can't even Google them. Like the 1984, like, you know, his team doing, you know, drugs and stuff. I never even knew that. Nobody. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know, ne- dude, nowadays, if you don't tip 50 percent, somebody's going to screenshot it and tweet it out. You know, it's a different era. It, yep, it's a crazy era. So I always say, like, I think that you know, Mike, especially with his personality, he benefited because I think Mike in in this era with him being him would be more of a Kawhi, like a uh, kind of like 
the laughing joke. Like, we love you, but I don't think he's as marketable. I think the reason why he was a marketing king and because he struck big with Nike and Gatorade is because he could film a commercial, but then go ghost. And you really don't have like his Instagram, his social media, his MySpace, his, you know, his Facebook or anything like that. But you kind of had like that mystery. This is a guy who did the cool commercial and then you really didn't know anything about him. But just kind of getting to know him a little bit more last night, I was like, wow, he's really in that Kawhi, like low-key weirdo bag versus being like this really marketable guy. And he knew how to turn it on and turn it off, which was key. Yeah, I mean, it, it, just to see the different phases of him too, like he comes in, he's like, yeah, I'm a rookie, but like, I'm going to come out and like, I got to show these guys, like, I can't talk my mouth, I got to talk my game. And then like, you, you, it kind of goes back to like, you know, present time frame of like 97 98 and he's like the man dude like he's like god he's godly to people he was godly to people like i, I would not disagree yeah, with that like he was the is. man I, like yeah, yeah yeah i mean he still is but i'm saying like at the time like he was he was feared like <laughs> this man was feared like on the court <laughs> like you couldn't touch him like he yeah. legit was feared and it, it was crazy to see that like I, it's not like i didn't notice and i just kind of get into this conversation too because you know about about the young cats about this era so they can understand basketball what what age do you, Demario? Would you say that you understood kind of like where, like what what was the age where you kind of understood the game a little bit better? And you could start to, you know, comprehend the impact that players have on on ball games. Like, would, what teenage years would you say? How I old always you? say I always I always say that like ninety six is the year for me that I became a fan of like everything in a sense to where. I was like consistently buying music, consistently watching the movies, consistently trying to go to basketball games and watching. But I would say it was like that 2001 Iverson versus Kobe in like the finals. Like that's when everything, and I was like about 13 years old. And I remember that's when everything just started to kind of make sense for me. I remember I started to kind of see like, wow, when Shaq goes out the game, uh, here's what happens on the other team. Like Iverson attacks like, you know, like the cup a little bit more. And when Kobe comes in, he guards Iverson. And then how come Iverson doesn't guard Kobe? Oh, Aaron McKee and Eric Snow, they're defenders. Oh, okay, cool. And then I kind of like started to see like certain rotations. Like I would say, man, how come when, you know, Tim Duncan, how come he plays against defense against, uh, you know, against Dirk down the court, but Dirk doesn't play defense against him. And that's when you find out, oh, Dirk isn't a two-way player. Uh, you know, and then, and then like, you start to kind of see like, wow, Jason Kidd is a smaller point guard, but he's guarding, uh, T-Mac. He's guarding, you know, Michael Red. He's guarding prime Paul Pierce. Why is that? Oh, he's a great defender. So I think that that's when I started to kind of understand. And I started to see like certain lineups, like, oh, that's a three point specialist. Like, and that's when everything started to click for me, like right there. That's when I kind of understood the game and I started to be like wow I really really and that's when you kind of separate yourselves from your friends as well because for the most part a lot of people are like casual listeners and or like casual right. movie goers or casual uh you know sports fans so I think that's when I became like a full-on nerd you know and then and then yeah. all of a sudden like you know you 2005 I find all you guys on MySpace and you were super young then but I remember <laughs> having the talks with you guys that I've always wanted to have with people but I really didn't know who to talk to about. Like if I talk to my friend about like certain subbing and rotation and three point specialists, and this person shoots this percentage against this. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, bro. Kobe's a man. (laughs) Uh, You know? So 
it was really cool finding like that group of all of us and like you know we're all actually still friends in this and you know in a group chat now <laughs> yeah no it's true because you know it's funny i was going to, i didn't even we for the record everyone listen we didn't talk about this before the show because but I, I wanted to ask you because i felt like around 12 13 for me was like the, the the time that i started to kind of realize what was going on and i was kind of having like a little bit more mature mind than my friends too so it's kind of like all right like what do you guys think about this or how do we talk about basketball you know and it's just like all right well now i'm looking to talk basketball with other people and lo and behold i finally my space around age 14 a couple years later you know from realizing what's going on and now like you're more because we had team mac in orlando around the time so that's like oh two oh three and you know where i started to kind of pick up on like the game and see like damn like this guy's really amazing like how can we get one a damn game with you know with with him being so amazing and you start to understand that pick up on that and then that's like my journey and my story and the reason why I bring this up and to start the conversation is for the young cats out there is that, you know, look at look at someone who was uh, born in 2000, you know, Demario, and, and see how the impact that this, the last dance has on someone born. And in 2000, you know, right now, the present day, they were, they're going to be around 18, 20, 18 to 20 years old, right? Depending on their birth date. That means that they probably weren't aware of what got, went on from 2000 to 2013. That means you and I have had opportunity to watch Jordan, Malone, Stockton, know who these guys are. I understand barely Bird, but I can tell you about almost seven to ten guys. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowinski, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan. Um, who else? Uh, there's Ray Allen. That was, you know, there's uh, Shaq. Um, there's uh, those, those. That's eight off the top of my head right now that I just, just, to, just to say these are some of the players that I've been able to watch. Now I'm able to watch and, and comprehend the next generation after. So I got to, see, you know, obviously start Braun's career. Got to see KD's career kick off Westbrook, the uh, Harden. Um, now, now we're into, you know, John Moran and Zion era, right? So you and I have been able to see a whole, like, I think the NBA just popped. At, like, after Jordan hit, you know, hit those, hit the 90s, like, the NBA just popped and exploded. And it just grew so quickly. To the point where it didn't give like the opportunity for those 13, 12, 13 year olds to start to comprehend and see what was going on. So this has started to give every every one of them an opportunity, those two thousands babies. It's starting to give those guys and gals an opportunity to see what's really going on, what really happened in the nineties and how hard knows this league was. And one thing that I would like, you know, what I've noticed, and you know us, we're like super basketball friends. Obviously we're on a podcast right now talking about basketball right. or a little bit. But one thing I noticed is there's so many people who just will will like say things just to say it. Prime example, I have a buddy who who remained nameless. He's been one of those, you know, Braun and Kobe. I'm sorry, uh, Kobe and Mike over Braun. He's been that guy forever. So I'm watching it with him last night. And he's like, man, you know what? The reason why I think Kobe, I'm sorry, the reason why I think uh, Mike is better than LeBron is because Mike won a title in year one when he came into the league in 91. And I, I, I looked at him and I said, that's not true. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, Mike was drafted in 84. And he goes, oh, word? I said, yeah. And he's like, but I thought Mike won from day one. And it just hit me. A lot To a lot of people, Mike's career started in 91 because nobody talks about 84 through 90. Not one person. Like, So it was crazy last night because I'm seeing a lot of friends who have like said little shots and said things about LeBron or Katie or like whoever. And I'm talking to them and they're like, yo, I didn't know Mike got beat in the first round by the Celtics. I thought, I thought when he scored 69, uh, I thought they won. 
And I'm like, yeah, oh, like you didn't know that? No, but those same dudes are tweeting out LeBron had 51, 8 and 8 in game one in the finals. Oh, it don't matter. He didn't win. He trashed. So I think <laughs> last night, it just kind of, it, you know, it showed me a lot. It showed me, that's the reason why I no longer talk basketball on Twitter and online. It's just, you know, it's pointless. And like number two, I think a lot of people are really getting to see why Mike matured and became Mike. You know, like uh, one of my favorite quotes, in order to experience joy, you need pain. And he had a lot of pain in his life, a lot, and was able to go on and just, you know, win six out of eight years, which is just incredible, right? But at the same time, he needed 84 through 90 in order to experience that. And I think that sometimes we're so critical about these present day players and we dig so deep into every single stat and, oh, he didn't do this and he didn't do that. But then for these other players, we just act like that they never had any, you know, bad seasons or bad moments or anything. And they just, boom, six titles, right? Losing, losing in the finals sucks more than losing in the first round. Those are those people. So shout out to them. I'm happy that you guys are all learning in real time. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, it's a benefit. It is a benefit to the game, man. I just think overall, just to get to see it, you know, no matter what side you're on, whether you're pro LeBron, pro, and it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to get, you, we need that, that younger generation to be educated because we can only preach it. And the thing is, a lot of people preach it to us, you know, like, you know, you, uh, the 80s, you know, a lot of people preach my, Magic and Bird to us. You know, I'm sure yep. you, you heard a lot of it growing up in LA, oh, yeah. right? So, <laughs> you know, off the bat, like, okay, but then came along Mike. Like, Mike pretty much, like, took over the 90s and he was, like, the baddest thing ever. I mean, he really was, dude. Like, I'm not like I'm not denying he wasn't, man. It, it's, it's he was an incredible guy. He was just one of those guys that needed to come along, and he moved the game along so much. He's a he's a big impact player. I mean, LeBron's the same way. You know, LeBron, yeah. you can't you can't, and it's, that's all we're asking is that you know you can't deny that these guys are game changers. Their their era change, you know, they they change an era, they introduce an era. They're about to, you know, LeBron's about to exit his era, and then now is more. You know, we we we'll we'll move on to Scotty here in a minute, but you know, you look at guys getting paid like. Come on now, like, there's a reason why Bron did some things and set his own, you know, rich follow up with some with some business moves. It, you know, there's things that happened back in the day, and you're telling me that there's a lot of situations. You know, it. I guarantee that you know LeBron's a little bit more Hollywood. He's got these little HBO show. I understand he's a little more Hollywood. There's there's a reason. There's a method to his madness, just as there was for Michael Jordan. But I think that you know you're getting to see now we're, we're in a better era and i saw something on twitter somewhere where you know lebron kind of picked up where there were some voids in, in mj's in his career where you had the impact on other players getting paid i mean it's cool like these guys are getting paid but meanwhile scotty you know still struggling i mean that's that's his own business decision you can't you know you know fault that but it's just an example you know of, of how I think it's kind of the cause and effect of the life, the learning of looking back and learning how you know you can be the best that you can be um, for an era um, to move into like your initial reactions. though, I know we, we we pretty much talked about the documentary about 30 minutes in like, what's your initial reaction though? Like this, this is something that that's awesome, right? This is, I mean, this I'm is in, good stuff, I'm right? Like, <laughs> I'm like a kid at the candy store. I'm like a kid at Disneyland for the first time. I'm like Colin when Marcus and I take him to his first strip club, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so ex- I'm so happy. Like everything about it was just dope. I loved how like they're kind of going and they're showing like the actual like this is Mike and we all know him, but this is where he comes from and this is the reason why he thinks like this and Pippin and his upbringing. Right. I love all the old vintage 
pitchers and the shoes and Pippen's family and, you know, bad contracts. And, like, it's just a very cool moment. Pat Riley, by the way, is aging so well, and he's he so great. great, man. And he looks like the coolest guy, like, ever. Like, I want to be Pat Riley when I get older. <laughs> like, wow, that dude is dripping in swag, like, straight up. He looks like like a fucking Miami cocaine dealer. Like, he's just like, wow, you look so cool, old man. Like, just the all white, the big range, just a straight. I mean, everything about it was dope. Everything about it. It's just so detailed. It's as somebody who knows a lot. I mean, I had a Jordan wall. Like, people would, you know, I mean, I'm like the biggest Jordan fan like ever. Like, collecting the shoes, everything. He's like a god. And I know, like, a lot of the stuff. So for me to be like, oh, I didn't know that, that's dope. Like, extremely. Like, I couldn't be happier. I could have binge-watched all 10 episodes last night, and I would have went through, like, 10 bottles of wine, and I would have been packed <laughs> like, Beautiful. I love it. Yeah, no, it, this is, like I said, it, it's perfect for us because, you know, we're so deeply in distress for sports, and, like, this is, like, the perfect, you know, perfect, perfect documentary. And the fact that they, they're spacing it out just to draw up hype, like, if it wasn't for the promotion for ESPN, like, I probably wouldn't have cared as much, but, like, I have no choice right now. And the fact that we have no sports plus the matter that the ESPN promo, the ESPN does such a great job of with their promotions. But, um, no, this is, it's really good. You're right. Like everything, seeing everything old school, like seeing all the photos of the family history of some of the guys, like, you know, I'm definitely, I, I love, I love Dennis Rodman. Like, I don't care what anybody says about Dennis. Like, like, I, love, I love Dennis. And I, I, I really want to see a little bit more about, you know, Rodman because, you know, from my understanding, you know, Steve Kerr got on Sports Center after the first couple episodes on Sunday night and said it, you know, Rodman was pretty much kind of like, like he was civil, like he was a normal civilian. He was normal civil in the city of Chicago and he was quiet in the locker room. He was more, he would speak more in public than he would in the locker room, which is like, damn, like, you know, Rodman's got to pop off and say some wild shit, right? Um, and then we get the trailer for, you know, uh, episode three and four where it looks like Rodman finally kind of shows up and wants a vacation. Um, that that's hilarious. He, and and then you, you, just, you, you saw the clip where he, all he does is just laugh, bro. He's just like <laughs> he doesn't know what to say. He just laughs. Can we, <laughs> can we just shout out to Phil Jackson for just here's the thing. None of us knew any of that, and I know that you know there's no Facebook, there's no MySpace, there's none of that back in the day. And I know that you know you know like reporters and whatnot, they really you know didn't have the like but man Phil like I always say I think that Popovich is like the greatest coach as far as like X and O's and I always say I think Phil Jackson is the greatest ego manager like Phil now that I know like I didn't know that Pippen didn't like Ku coach I didn't know that Pippen was getting paid like $12 an hour <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> you know like you know uh you know I didn't know I mean I'm a, we all know Robin's crazy. Like, you know, but I didn't know a lot of the backstory. I didn't know that Pippen was the sixth highest paid on the team. And he was up. Like, I didn't know that he demanded a trade. I didn't know a lot of that. So for me watching that, I'm like, wow. And Phil still kept it intact, still kept it in, you know, and I don't think he gets enough credit. And I didn't he know yeah. Phil was so hated by, you know, Jerry Krause. I never knew that. That's crazy. It is wild, dude. It's super wild, dude. Like, Phil Jackson, they went 62-20, and 20, and they missed Pippen for X amount of games. They had a, like, you know, Jordan was upset. Pippen was, every, the whole, like, he literally won a championship. He literally three-peated with a team of just pissed-off people. Everybody was mad. <laughs> like, everybody was mad. 
and, and I said, you know, before I, before uh, that night on Sunday, I actually sat down. Uh, it was probably midday Sunday. I threw on um, Game Six of you know the '98 Finals, and the game starts off where Pippen's got some back. His, he tweaked his back, and then um, you know I think the I forgot who else. Somebody else on the Jazz had uh, some kind of like stomach illness, and then um, Ron Harper had some issue too. I'm like, dude, wait, wait, hold on. So now I get to the documentary. I'm like, so you're telling me that first of all, Scotty had some kind of like tendon issue. Now he has like a back issue. And then, then he had a back issue in the finals itself. Like <laughs> the, this cannot get any more crazier. Like crazy. It, it, it is. And it, it makes you appreciate it. Cause sometimes, you know, we get carried away with the whole LeBron thing, like, you know, and the era of dynasties and things like that right now. And go and Golden state too. Like Golden state almost like, I'm pretty sure one of the reasons it's not just LeBron, it's golden state too. Like, Put some pressure on on Jordan releasing this because oh, yeah. they got sure. damn close. They got damn close to contest five five finals, man. Like you know, they got damn close. I mean, so you know they went to five straight finals. So you know that that's that in itself is 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 coming close. So I'm, I'm sure like a lot of this, a lot of these different you know things that happen outside right now it definitely dictated Jordan putting this out, but. I mean, it was incredible. It's incredible the team that was just—I don't know, man. It, it's pretty wild, if you ask me. And just, just hey. seeing the guys that are able to come in, don't talk about it, man. And, and the, the whole Jerry Krause, <laughs> Jerry Krause, man. Bro, that, <laughs> here's the thing: it's always a little dick energy motherfucker like that that ruins everything, bro. It's always a. Can you imagine that? Like he, like just for him to say like, well, like the Pippen trade, you know, aka T Mac, which would have been actually a really good trade to be honest. Like, uh, you know, but like. For, like, he just had an attitude to where he just was, you know, he's like a Scrooge. Like, you could tell he gets off on just being, he's like just a mean person. He's the he's the kid who tell Colin, you know, at two years old, hey, uh, there's no Christmas. There's no Easter Bunny. There's no Santa. You know, he's one of like those, like those Scrooge guys. And you're like, and like for him to just tell Phil, you can go 82 and oh, it doesn't matter. That's crazy. Who doesn't want? And you know what? It's it's a curse. That's the reason why the Bulls haven't won or came close. It's the reason why Derrick Rose's knees fell apart. It's the reason why Tyson Chandler was a bust for them. Eddie Curry, Tyrus Thomas. It's the reason why they've had all these busts and all these shitty seasons. That's that's just bad business. Bad business. Like who doesn't want to win? You you're basically telling me you don't want to win. You get rid of the greatest coach in the history of the league, and you take away, uh, you know, a, 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 like you know, a team who just won. Or you know who just won? What, what was it like five out of seven or five out of seven? Oh, what I'm, exactly? And you don't want the coach to come back. Like literally, like this all starts off. Phil Jackson says to the team, "Hey, like, you know, this is my last season." <laughs> like, like Jerry. That's crazy. The conversation he has with Jerry is, "Hey, you know, this. No matter what happens, I don't care if you go eighty two no. Like, this is your last season. Like, what? Like the man literally coached you to like how many rings? <laughs> it's crazy, but it just shows to you that." It's kind of like the quote, this is why we can't have nice things. Right. Like, can you imagine, can you imagine if you've consistently, you know, won your team X amount of wins and X amount of championships and you, you know, generated all this revenue and, you know, some little dick fucker in the office who's, you know, this little micro mini midget pig looking guy who's never played a competitive sport in his life, never dribbled a basketball He's telling the greatest coach of all time, you can't come back no matter what, not even if you win 82 and 0. Like, what? 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 My biggest thing, and, and, you know, and it sucks, you know, rest is so RIP to him. It sucks that he can't tell his side, but. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Sure. Like, even I remember when the Lakers basically told Phil Jackson no. The reason why, because they didn't want Phil Jackson's name and brand to be greater than the Bus family, which it already is and will be. It's like Phil Jackson, bro. It's not like, like what the – that's a very – and I think that Reinsdorf, I think that he's using – this because he's just as bad as well. You know, we got Nate in the chat. Shout out to Nate. Uh, yeah, Nate. yeah. Well, I think that Reinsdorf sold off on this or like you know wrote off on this, and he was like, "Look, we can do this, but the homie's already dead, so we might as well embellish it a little bit." <laughs> I, I mean, know? I'm getting the same vibe. Everything he says, he's just like really nonchalant about. It. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I saw it. It's just nah, man. We we know what what's up. Y'all are putting it on the dead man. So like, wait, just one say thing. It now. Can we discuss Pippen's contract? Like, what? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, oh, like, here's the thing with me. I'm like, bruh, we already know what Future did with your wife, and you still kept her. We already know you bought that jet, right? <laughs> that bogus jet. We already know, like, it sucks because, like, I always say, I think I always say Pippen is the reason why we have LeBron, Katie, Kawhi. Pippen's one of those first original, like, those point forwards. You know, him, Grant Hill, they came up in, like, that era, right? And I love Scottie Pippen. I think that he's one of the greatest. All ball defenders of all time. Agreed, I agreed. I, 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 with saying that, bruh, like, what? And here's the thing his old agent, players, teammates, the owner, everybody said, Chevy, don't do that. Do not. If the owner, if the owner of my company calls me tonight, he's like, AD, don't sign that contract. Don't do that. I'm not signing it. I'm not signing it. Like, what is his deal? Like, how are you going to sign a contract and then get upset with your contract? It's a, it's hundred percent on him. I mean, I, I don't think any, anything otherwise. Like what? And then here's the thing. People were like, Oh man, that's on. That's no, the owner said, don't sign it. Your agent said, don't sign it, bro. It's like, it's like, look, look, Pippen. I, I hope he's in therapy. It's bad enough that future to make the Gucci flip flops song about you. <laughs> Your kids probably play future. You got to see future on <laughs> James Jr. games and all that other kind of stuff. Okay, cool. But right when we were almost like, all right, even though I play Gucci flip-flops like twice a day, whatever. Right when we were almost like, ah, this comes out. And now I'm like, oh, Pippen. Because at first you're like, damn, his agent. Then his agent comes out like, no, 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 no. I told him not to sign that. <laughs> and it's then the owner says, I told it's... him not to sign that as well. Like, what? Like, bro. I, here's the deal. They won't ask him. I want to ask. I'm going to tweet him tonight. What the fuck were you thinking, Scotty Pippen? <laughs> like, what were you thinking, bro? You got to be on dope. That contract is bad in any era. It really is, man. This, this, the saddest part is just how much revenue the, the NBA just generated. Because of my goal, you know? It's like <laughs> your own teammate generates the NBA so much more money and buzz to the point where like it puts the NBA in like this undisputed like you know energy sports entertainment and and generate so much more money and it's like that's the worst part it's like the guy in next to you in the locker rooms is, is the reason why this league's getting more money and you can't have none of it like what and it's crazy because like here's the thing with me it's like okay you signed that contract whatever blah 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 but then you start getting upset because like tony kukoc contract and you know steve kerr or like ron harper okay cool but you signed the contract. It's like, for instance, I never feel bad when, like, Meg the Stallion or Little Uzi or any of these people who have bad contracts, right? Like, we have had years of experience with contracts, and we've seen it for time and time again, especially in the music industry. So if any person moving forward from this day on, 
you sign a bag and it's like, oh, Chevy, you signed a deal. Why would you sign that? Like, what? It's like, like you know, we always want to blame. Like, prime example, if I come to you right now and I say, hey, Chevy, I want to buy baseline times for $20. And then I go and I sell baseline times for $50 billion, right? And then I don't give you any of the money. They're going to be think, think pieces on Twitter like, ah, DeMario ain't shit. Ah, he sold out his boy. Whoa, hold up. The homie sold me his company. He's the one who did it. Like, we always get mad at the person, at, you know, at the person who is, like, doing the finessing, right? Like, prime example, P. Diddy and Mace. Everybody's mad at P. Diddy because of a contract that Mace signed. Like, I'm not, I'm never going to be, look, 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 look. I'm never going to be upset. Ever, ever, ever in a million years if I say, hey, Chevy, uh, let me buy your parents' house for $20. And you say, all right, bet. It's cool. Like, I'm, what? Thank you. And I'm out. I'm out. Don't be. Why are you writing think pieces about Scottie Pippen's uh, attorney, agent, baby mother, son? It's on Scottie Pippen himself. Nobody else. Nobody else. And then you bought a jet for $4 million that didn't even work. Like, bro, <laughs> what is this deal? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, and then I mean the the point where he didn't want like the contract extension, you know, after you know that's okay. Like first of all, you're, you're not really we don't know what's going on with you. You didn't want to have like a surgery or rehab in, in the summer. I don't know what I'm investing in. Like I mean, from a business perspective, I'm the owner, I'm the GM. I don't know what I'm I'm investing in. Not one bit. Like I don't like I I hate to say it. I love I love Scotty man. Like I think Scotty's one of the most. Un, I think he is the most underrated player ever of all time. Yeah. But like my guy. Like like that right there is like, I don't know it's a bit it's a business decision I don't know what I'm investing in to extend you out you how much money do you want what do you want it's like you're better just being traded off and, and getting the contract somewhere else I mean he did get the big significant contracts after the fact with the, with the Portland Trailblazers so you know yeah. that happened but I mean I I just wouldn't have taken the gamble and the risk on it I mean but he hell of a player man like again again hell of a people look at, we look at things. We don't look at things from like like the business point of view. And now that I'm a lot older, I remember back in the day, like the contract, I didn't get it. So I was just I used to be mad. Yeah. I used to be mad. And now I'm like a businessman and I know how to run business and I see certain things to where they're like, well, why wouldn't you? Because I see like a lot of Laker fans now that are like, no, I'm so thankful what the Lakers did with Kobe. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, y'all were still pissed off when this man was making a million billion dollars and y'all was on the last place team. Like, yeah, it sounds cool now. It's like hindsight. Like, you know, yeah, you guys have won rings, et cetera. But if I'm the Bulls, I'm not siding Scotty to no contract. You know, I'm like, bro, what's wrong with your back? Let's talk. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm thankful for what you did for me, but this is business, bro. It's, 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 it's always business, never personal. And one thing that Makes LeBron greater than Jordan. All LeBron's homies got paid. All of them. J.R. Smith. Thomas or Thompson. Uh, Matthew Deladova. Like, LeBron got so many dudes. Man, LeBron done made more millionaires than a lot of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? LeBron done made million. Everybody who has ever sat down and broke bread with the God has made money. <laughs> Michael got his boys over there starving. They over here. Hey, Scotty Pippen's still selling mixtapes out of his mama house. Like they, they, they starving. They got no money. He over here, Michael, you know, jet living. He got the Gatorade and the Nike money. Uh, I mean, uh, and the Nike money and Scotty over here. He ain't got nothing. Nothing. Awful. Awful. That's your King. Mike, yo, can you look for the homies? Y'all like loyalty? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Oh, man, what a great conversation. It, it, to round out Scotty, though, uh, first in steals, first in assists. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, I, I, I was bringing that argument, like, even two years ago, like, I had an argument one time on uh, Facebook, whatever it was, Facebook with some buddies. I said, look, you guys realize, like, first in assists wasn't Michael Jordan. I mean, he, he wasn't overall. Not to get, we're not going to get in debate tonight, indeed, but, you know, obviously, like, it's it's impressive. Like, you would think your point guard, with all the scoring that's going on with that Bulls team, you would think your point guard. But no, it was Scottie Pippen. Yep. It was Scottie Pippen. I'm really interested. It, it, you know, I'm really interested to end on a good note with Scottie. Um, they missed him in that last season. They missed him. Yeah. He was almost, it sounds like he was begged to, like, look, look, let's, let's, let's come on and play ball. Like, we got, we got to win a championship, and we can't do it without you, buddy. You saw it, too. Like, you know, I have a, um, I'm looking up these stats, right? And, I, again, I'm not here to debate. I retired that. You know, the, like the day my boy Kobe died, and I'm very sad, I'm very heartbroken. That's been my favorite villain since I was a, a child. Like, I've all, I, I was Team Michael. I was Team Iverson. I was Team LeBron. And Kobe's always been the guy that went against my guy. And, I, like, it broke me down. I'm, I'm still heartbroken. I actually live on the street of a big-time Kobe mural. I took a picture of it the other day. Like, I'm all about that. So, um, I, you know, I retired from arguing about basketball online like that day. Like, it, it, like I remember telling the group chat, I'm over it. Like, I just, I've yeah, spent so many sure. years about arguing and, like, I just can't. But I'm going to list off a little bit of stats. So it just has, like, basically, it has, um, in all the playoff runs, six finals, uh, it has, you know, Pippen and Jordan. And the only thing that Pippen doesn't lead in is points. He has more rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. And it's like, we... You know, I have friends in my group chat, right? Like, every day, whenever, like, LeBron breaks a new scoring record, every day, you know, I post it in the group chat. Because for years, you know, you hear this. It's like, oh, the most, you know, points in the playoffs since, you know, 2000 with 40 points. Like, LeBron's number one. The most with 10 assists, LeBron's number one. The most with this. So I'm telling my friends, I'm like, yo, you guys get so caught up on these little scoring numbers. Like, and it sucks because a lot of my boys actually have played basketball in real life and collegiate. And I'm like, dog. You acting like that's the one part of the game. Like people like, oh, like, oh, so-and-so only had, you know, 12 points. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, that's not Shane Battier's position is to score. He had three blocks, a charge, few steals. You know, it's like everybody plays their role and plays their position. So what I'm saying is, is that sometimes we downplay how great Scotty was to make it look like Michael wasn't playing alongside probably the greatest defender in the history of the league. Like that's, here's what's crazy. When Scotty came in 87, he started guarding all the wing defenders. He started guarding all the best players offensively. And then when you had Scotty and Rodman, Jordan took a back seat to this. So now when I see present day people that are like, Oh, LeBron's not guarding Kawhi in the first and second. No, when you're in year 17, you got to play smarter, but in the fourth quarter, he will. Like, go back and watch the tape in 96, 97, 98. Mike wasn't guarding the opposing team's best player. No, nah, that was Scotty and Robin. But everybody, they want to try to act like that. You know, it's like when you start putting it on extra when you're telling a story. Like, and then he got shot. Then he got robbed. Then he robbed the like, Yo, we all know Mike's a goat, but don't try to act like Scotty was no bum. Scotty was a, a, a killer. He was. Period. He really was. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I love this game, man. Like, he came in, like, that incredible. I didn't even know, like, his story, like, too much. You know, but the, the, what did he grow, like, almost, like, five, six inches over the summer? Like, came back and was, like, 6'5". He went from, like, being 6'2 or something to being, like, 6'7". Yeah. Like, what? Like, Scotty's an incredible player, man. It was fun watching him. And, you know, I, I remember that. that 
Robin was was a per pure you know pure hustle. And but the thing is about you know both like, all the players like they're once in a lifetime. Like and this you know this kind of like you know piggyback off the Kobe comment. Like it's a once in a lifetime players that we get to watch and we just need to yeah. appreciate. Like you get to see like the work the work ethic the will to wake up and want to be that great. This guy there's plenty of guys season after season that wake up and they're okay making five six million a year, not taking care of their bodies, not caring about winning. Let me just let me just lose this NBA game tonight. Go home, you know. Go back to the go out to the club, kick it with the boys, you know. Waste some money on cars, jewelry, this and that, and just don't, don't want to create a legacy for themselves. Like you know, like yep. you look at Antoine Walker, you know, look at some of the guys that are out the league now, and you're like, where are these guys? Where where happens and where 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 have they been? But there's guys like Jordan, Kobe, like LeBron. Just they're gonna have like a lifelong, everlasting, like just this legacy that's gonna carry on. And just not a lot of people can do that. And so that's like the one thing like I will take away. Like this is like I'm really honored to see like Jordan's like legacy and like his demeanor and how serious he was at his game and whether or not he was lying about not doing lines, like that still kind of stood out. You know, it's like nah man, that ain't Mike, for me. Bro, Mike was in that room getting bent, bro. <laughs> number one, look, number one, he's a snitch, first of all. <laughs> he really is low key. Mike, bro, there is nothing, bro. This is the Nobody same knew Mike, that, though. I don't want to be a spoiler. This is the same Mike that was gambling and got his father, <laughs> you know. Mike was in that room. Boy, <laughs> Scarface had just came out, too, in 83. Mike was in there acting <laughs> unusual, bro. Mike was lined up, like, what's up? Getting his Becky on. <laughs> yeah. All the white girls. <laughs> they were like, come here, rookie. <laughs> with those, with those uh, red and yellow jaundice oh, eyes. Oh, Mike, what? That's years of abusing your body. Mike was in there leaning, bro. What? Mike was, I knocked on the door. They said, oh, it's the rookie. What? Yeah, it's just, it's Mike. Yeah. Pull up. Line that up, boy. Where this from? I've been watching Scarface. Mike a liar. Mike, a, Mike was in there getting getting wild, acting up, acting unusual. <laughs> boy, that, 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 wow, man. I didn't expect that coming out like his mouth like <laughs> like they talked about like the word you know the what was the what, what did they call them the the chicago uh cocaine chicago circus yeah. or whatever yeah. like i i i thought they would leave it at that and he was just like, oh you know that that was all lies but then he went the furthest step and said i walked into the room one night and <laughs> got the lines over here the weed smokers over here and the the drink oh, like, what <laughs> oh and here's the funny thing here's like the biggest lie is that you could just like you really walked in and said no as a rookie. You trying to game? Nah, bro. I I don't even. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't even believe that because even though I know Mike's disciplined and Mike is a different type of beast in person, you do anything. Your first frat party, your first whatever. Like you're trying to prove to these dudes, yo, I'm one of y'all. Like I'm your boy. Like what's up? So man, y'all don't get out of here with that, man. Mike, Mike is Mike is especially because we know, bro. Mike is friends with the following people. These are his day one homes. Right, Charles Barkley, <laughs> Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley. What do they all three have in common? These motherfuckers party, bro. They part like, <laughs> like. Think about this. Michael said Scotty was my favorite and best teammate. Michael said Charles Oakley was my friend. It's a big difference. It's a big. Di- I might say, oh, Chevy's my favorite podcast co-host, but Marcus is my friend. That's telling right there. 
basically it's kind of like the Jay-Z Kanye West where Kanye looked at Jay-Z as a big brother. Jay-Z looked at Kanye as a business partner. Jay-Z has always said from the beginning, I don't respect him. He's not a street dude. Like he's never once, he's never once looked at him as a peer or anything. That's what I took away from Michael. Michael fucked with those rugged, tough, gangster motherfuckers that happen to be doing cocaine in a room in Chicago. I rest my case. There you have it. There you have it. (laughs) So part one, part two in the books, or episode one and two in the books. So we'll get episode three and four coming up next Sunday. Um, Definitely looks pretty interesting. Definitely with a promo with, with Rodman, a little bit more involvement with him. Um, but so far it's good, man. I mean, is there anything you didn't really like, like particularly about it or? Is it I loved it all. I'm excited. I, you know, I even, uh, like, you know, what I even like is I like that they're spreading it apart just for the fact that I'm so happy to be back on here with you. I'm, I'm happy for every single Monday as I'm going to be discussing it with you. Yes. I'm happy that every Sunday, like the memes, like the shit talking. And I'm happy because we're witnessing, like for me, I'm witnessing a lot of my childhood in real time. And I always say that, uh, Things happen for a reason. I'm not going to like those like spiritual people. I'm not really one of those like rah, 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 but things happen for a reason. I always say like for me this year, one of my main focus was kind of like getting back to the basics of things. And I feel like what there's nothing better than getting back to the basics than watching like your childhood idol and team and players and all this kind of stuff. So I'm just like, you know, you know, to kind of like not to get like all deep and shit, but it's like, man, we got to get back to like those childhood memories and those things that make us feel good and like never forget those moments, even though you're an adult, even though you're working and you have children and you have all this kind of stuff, like never forget like what made you smile and start fucking doing it, bro. Like there's so many people right now that are doing things that they don't want to do and they're hurting and they're this and they're that. And I'm not saying to quit your job like that weirdo Gary Van B or whatever the hell his name is, but I'm saying to kind of like get back to the basics, get back what's making you happy. If, if, you know, divorcing your wife or your husband or, you know, going to the strip club every night, like whatever, man, go like do what makes you happy as long as you do it uh, in a adult like manner and you're not harming or hurting anybody. Because last night I felt like I was like the happiest person in the entire world. Like I was so happy with my friends, you know, watching it in the group chat with you guys. Right. All the memes. It just was dope. I was yeah, so was happy. Fun, man. So happy. I mean, and this, like I said, I've said, I'll say this over and over again. That this is the positive come out of this is that we're getting an opportunity, like you said, to go back and, and look at the little moments that we enjoyed. You know, and I, I certainly definitely enjoyed uh, the LeBron 2016 Game Seven. I enjoyed the Magic going to the finals. So I've watched some of that in '09. Kind of, that, I graduated high school that year. It's kind of cool to go back and understand. Like, damn, like this is what I was living through. So you kind of hit it definitely, and hit the nail on the head there, man. Like. It, it makes you weird and feel happy. And you and I actually went back and watched um the Bucks in the Super Bowl two thousand two season. I actually watched that on I think Friday, Thursday night, I think I went back and watched that. <laughs> so it was to see these moments that made you so happy as a sports fan, um this is kind of this pause has been a blessing in disguise because you get to kind of sit back and appreciate those moments again. You could do it any other day, man. But like I said, we get so caught up in this fast-paced life of, of transition from season to season. Like, literally, we were going from March Madness into NBA playoffs into Olympics into football season into NBA again. It's like, in a matter of six months, the like that's how serious and far apart they were. Like, they weren't that far apart. You know, you go from March to, what, October? That's six, seven months. 
That's crazy, right? That's that's like you go through like five different things, and and it's for this pause is like one of the greatest things for us. I mean, but this is how you know we get to appreciate life, and and in the eyes of sports, it helps us. You know, everybody else has their own other moments, whether it be music, whether it be reading, careers, where whatever else. So you know, use use your path, use your avenue uh, to take that and enjoy yourself in these times. So it's not a bad thing to sit down in your house man enjoy hopefully you can enjoy who you're living with unless you live by yourself but you know yeah unless you got a quarantine buddy but this is a good That's time you know to everyone to kind of self and it's been like it's been wild because you live alone and like you know i love the freedom i can you know do whatever but i won't lie i've had like a few like friends come over for just to drink like wine like my buddy fred was over last night and we just watched uh, like you know, like you know, like the last dance, and it was cool just to have somebody here. Like, whatever, bro? What's up? Like, just to kind of tell you know, you take those things for granted. Even like a lot of these things is the weekend before the whole world shut down. I was with my whole family. My dad just retired from the police force. Shout out to my pops, and uh, I was with my grandparents, my mom, my dad, my you know step parent, like just everything. And it just was like super dope because then like the next week the world shut down, and it kind of made me think about like everything I'm thankful for. I was just with. And it just was like so dope because a lot of people don't have those experiences or opportunities. So I was just super thankful and hope the world, I hope we get back soon. Stay home, especially your Florida. What's going on in Florida, bro? Y'all wild. Every, every, every article I see from Florida and I sent it to the group chat, like Marcus and Chevy, bro, y'all out there living foul. Like what is wrong? And now I see even people in Huntington Beach was like an hour from me. People are just wilding out, bro. Like the Karens and Mervs, stay your ass home, bro. <laughs> People, hey, oh. people are reaching that point, man. They're, it's it's the breaking point of like, like cabin fever, as they call it. Like, I think people are getting there. It's, it's 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 getting there. I mean, it's it's expected to happen, but I don't know. We'll see. It's life, yeah. you know. We can only yeah. take it one. Like you said, we'll wake up each every each and every day, and it is history that's being made once we're alive and breathing. Crazy. We're able to comprehend life, but uh, yeah, man. Any shout outs you want to give here? I'm looking forward to this every Monday so far until I guess May middle of may when these episodes come out yeah yeah shout out to us man i'm like super excited i haven't been on here in a minute i've been like you know working and not working and doing this and we haven't been able to link back up i'm like super excited i can honestly say i'm going to be happy to be here uh whenever you allow me to on a monday because i feel like like what the fuck else am i gonna do like literally bro like <laughs> when you hit me earlier i was so hyped all day i've been like Oof. I could, like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't let this go. Like this opportunity was, just, I couldn't. Like I, 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 yeah, I was like, been, look, I gotta talk about this. Like I gotta let it out. Super excited! Shout out to my little homie Colin too. I like literally. I hit Chevy. We're in all these group chats, and we call Colin like balling with the B because he's a blood. <laughs> like no, no lies. The funniest thing is everybody in the group chats is shotting out Colin like all day. Chevy's like work. We're like, bro, send picture. Bro, send this. It's like. You know, I, I mean, like, for me, I look at Chevy like Trey, like a little brother. Like, literally, he's, like, my, like, legit, like, little. So to see him mature and grow into a man, you have, like, a child now. Now I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, like, this is this is dope. So I love it. Like, you know, if you guys don't know, go see Colin. He's, like, super cute. And, like, he's always giving Chevy problems. He's up at night trying to watch MJ videos because he's out here. So, yeah, shout out to all of that. For sure, man. Appreciate you, bro. Any uh, other shout outs, man? Shout man, yeah, we'll shout out to us. I'll say that. You know, shout out to the guys. Shout out to Marcus. Shout, shout out to Gabe, man. Hopefully he's okay down there in South Florida. They're they're the problems, okay? okay. They're, they're they're the problems of Florida, not us. It's wild. I see and when and now everybody in the group chat, they know you guys are from there. So like, ah, oh, Shabby and Marcus, people wilding out. Right? <laughs> and it's just crazy. Like every single the headline will be like, 
man has sex with alligator and then marries alligator at uh you know in a south korea barbershop in florida like what like how like it's just like every every crazy every headline that you just are like wait what did i just read and you know and now it's like almost like a joke because you're like no nah, it can't be this bad but i have homies like just like with you and thankfully i know people there so they can kind of break down the parts of florida and yeah 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 don't yeah yep. yeah i know i know now yeah we are in orlando it's just you know south florida and gabe you know, hey, you know. By the way, before I do let you go, you know, Gabe's been on the show a couple times between now, uh, and you know, since we you guys have canceled the NBA season, he, he's marketing himself the undisputed. No, no, no. Here's the deal. Fantasy I'll basketball. Not fat fact. All the time. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> I will not lie. I will not lie. Gabe has a really, really good team. With saying that, I had just nine to one versus Am. I was up six to one versus Manny Fresh. And when you look at the standings, Gabe, he had 121 wins. I had 115, but he had just got dog walked by uh, what was it uh, by Nate? Dog like Nate was so me, Nate, Gabe, and Dante were like and looking like we were going to go to the playoffs. And I won't lie, Gabe had a damn good team, but Gabe was losing. So then when I gave back everybody's money and stuff, I was more upset because I think this was the year where Gabe or I and I might even go front got like upset by like a fourth or a third seed or something because it was nuts. Cause you know, uh, Nate has like 105 wins in the previous week. He went crazy on Gabe. And then Gabe came in with his little, uh, five G phone that don't nobody even know. It's like, what kind of phone is this bro? <laughs> Whatever he came in, he was like talking all this mess, but he had just lost the previous week. So actually if we keep it a buck. The person who won the last week was actually me. So I'm the champion. How about that? How about that? Yeah, the champ is here. I'm sure, I'm sure Gabe will be listening. You know, Mr. Android. Yeah. We we literally yeah. we literally um he's an outcast to us because he can't be he can't be he can't be in our uh fantasy chat like he's like he plays fantasy sports list and he literally can't be in our chat. And I feel bad because I think with me, Gabe and Marcus, me and Marcus, we make the chat. Me and Marcus are ignorant. We 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 don't have morals. We don't have respect for anybody in the chat. <laughs> Uh, we go at babies, we go at children, we go at toddlers, we go at uh, teens, we go at, you know, preteen, whatever. Everybody, in the, nobody in the group chat is safe for me and Marcus Slander. And I think that Gabe would just set it off even more and make it even worse. Like, he would. I wake, up, I wake up to like 50 texts of just the East Coast homies going at it. And I got to wake, I can do my push-ups, I go at it. <laughs> it adds so much flavor and value. But, bro, I can't, like, why are we going to have an and like, ugh, Android and iPhone, if you're listening. Please make it to where we can add with the group chat and, you know, name the name. And, yeah, you know, we're good. We're good. Or if everybody can please just tell Gabe, get an iPhone. Stop being lame. I was telling Gabe to get an iPhone for like a decade, even before the group chat. Like, Bro, get an iPhone. I'm trying to FaceTime your ugly ass. I'm trying to make fun of you real time. I'm trying to see you real time. Gabe's like, nah, bruh. I need to do thing. I'm not like a big phone person, but people that are so like, iPhone or Android, and they're like, and they get so, cu- bro, I use this to talk to people in the text for the most part. Like, and I know I'm in like the whatever because I'm not really like a big, but seriously, bro, just get it so we can, you know, talk shit to the homies. That's it. That's it. There, there's That's a all. last plead. Last plead from you, Gabe, from from DeMario for you. I'm sure he'll listen to this episode. We'll, we'll, we'll join yeah. him. We'll, we'll have him on board, you know, I'm sure he, he's, I'm sure with his, at his age, he saw plenty. plenty oh yeah, Gabe's of, like, sick. Gabe is like Magic Johnson's age. 
on that note, shout out to you, Gabe. We love you, man. We appreciate you. We'll see you on next week's episode, hopefully. Peace!